Welcome to the Word of Life Ministry Wednesday night Bible study via conference call. I am your host, Elder Lorraine Hopkins. Our church is located at 1600 Conley Road in Conley, Georgia, 30288. We invite you to take advantage of our food pantry services on Thursdays between the hours of 10 a.m. and 12 noon and on Saturdays between the hours of noon and 2 p.m. Our weekly conference calls provide a platform for our supporting ministerial staff to share a message of hope and life with the people of God in relation to our church's monthly topic of study. We hope that you enjoy today's service and find something in it that resonates within your heart and drives your love and passion towards our Savior. We also hope that this message enhances your knowledge of God's word and your personal relationship with our Heavenly Father. So sit back, relax, take plenty of notes and enjoy the word. Thank you so much for joining us today. God bless. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And um, first of all, I do want to thank you, Elder Oink, Elder Hopkins, and Elder Oink, Elder Hopkins, thank you for that wonderful introduction. Amen. Amen. Thank God for this night. It's another, a new day, a new night we've never seen before. So I am, I'm ready, I'm prepared to uh, do exactly what it is that the Lord has asked me to do. So to get us started, I am going to come out of the book of First Corinthians chapter 12, and I'm going to be reading a few verses, First um, Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27 through 31, amen. Amen. Okay, let me get prepared. Here, get some glasses so that I can see. Um, okay, the scripture reads in First Corinthians chapter 27, verse 31. Verse number 27 says, Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, Secondly, prophets. Thirdly, teachers. And after that, miracles and gifts of healings, helps, the government, diversities of tongues. Verse 29, are all apostles, all prophets, all teachers, all workers of miracles. Verse 33, have all the gifts of healing. Do all with tongues, do all interpret. Verse 31, the covet honestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Amen. May we pray. Father God, I come to you today, Lord, with a heart of thanksgiving. I come to you with a heart of love. I thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing, all that you're doing in Word of Life, you're doing in our lives, Father God. I thank you for this night, this opportunity to just bring a word from, from you, Lord. Let your people have an ear to hear. Let them have a heart to accept what is being said. 
And, Father, if there is anything that they don't have understanding about it, Lord, let them take up your word. The word tells us that we must study to show ourselves approved. But I thank you. I thank you once again because tonight is going to be a great night. It's going to be a good night. And I ask that you just keep me, give me your holy anointing. Let me bring your word as you see fit. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Uh, Tonight, my title is going to be, Are You Being True to Your Calling? Are You Being True to Your Calling? First of all, I want to give thanks and honor to God because he is the head of my life. He's the head of all of our lives. Without him, we could, we may not even be here. Without him, we would be nothing. But with him, all things are possible. I want to give thanks to our pastors, Pastor Elder, Dr. Sheldon Boons II. I want to give honor to our pastor, Elder Dr. Jacqueline M. Boone. I am so grateful to be able to to sit up under their leadership and to be able to just be taught the word of God and to be even pushed into the direction in which God has a calling on my life. I want to thank all the elders at Word of Life, the ministers. I want to thank the deacons, chairman deacon. I want to thank, um, give thanks also to our ushers, musicians, to our videographer, and the rest of Word of Life, family, friends, and visitors, those that come by way of in-house worship, conference call, and those that do uh, uh, listen to us by podcast and even by Facebook. So I thank God for each and every one of you all and everyone that has come out on tonight. And then I want to give thanks and honor to my husband, Minister Willie Brown. And I thank God for him, and I thank God for his love. Okay, so got all that. We got all the housekeeping out the way, so we're going to go ahead and get started. Uh, Tonight, I am going to be bringing you all the conclusion to invocation. I mean to vocation. Um, And I pray tonight that there will be something there for each and every one of you all. I pray that everyone will have an ear to listen and a heart to receive. Um, It's it's really not about who the person is. It's really more about what the word is because that's the reason that we are here tonight. And I thank God because I truly count it a privilege, but not uh, a privilege. But not only is it a privilege for me to be here tonight, it's also a blessing. And as I stand before you tonight, I won't be here long, but I do want to let you all know that I do love the Lord. I love the Lord. And I love him because he's done so much for me in my lifetime. He kept me even when I was in danger. He kept me even when I was in harm's way. So I thank God for his protection, not just over my life, but over all of our lives at Word of Life and all our friends and visitors. And he is truly blessing. 
and he's keeping us. Um, and as for me, I decided a long time ago that I was going to continue to serve the Lord. I could have gave up. I could have quit, but I didn't. I decided that I was going to stay with the Lord. But Joshua, he says it's best. He said, say it better than I can see it. He says, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And I pray that is y'all prayer to the Lord also. So as I start get started tonight, I want to talk to you all again about vocation. And if you've been here on the uh, Bible study throughout this month, from the first week that our pastor brought us the first deposit to the last deposit that we had on last Wednesday from Elder Shavani Chris, uh, we already know that vocation is nothing but the calling on our life. It's a calling. It's a call to be called. A job that we as people of God have been assigned to do. My question for you all tonight is have you discovered your true vocation in your life, the true vocation for your life? Have you? Just take a minute and think about it and just reflect over your life over the years. Um, many of us are full-grown adults, and we've been through some ups and downs. Many of you on this line tonight have already found out uh, what your calling is or what your destiny is in your in your everyday walk in life, in, in your personal life, and even in the ministry, according to the Word of God. You already know. And according to the Word of God, all believers are called. All believers are called. We all have a calling. And I can say this tonight because I have studied the scriptures and I have scripture to back me up for what I'm getting ready to tell you tonight. Some of you all may want to just grab a pen and a pencil. I'll give you a minute because I do have some some uh, scriptures. I'm not going to read them. I am going to tell you what the Bible says about the Christians that are called. So if you want to take a minute, get a pen. Uh, this calling over our lives to start with, and I do have scripture that can reference it. The, the call, all of all believers are calling. All of us have been called. We say that we believe God, that we're going to follow him, we love him. We say that we have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, so we have a call on our lives. The first thing I want you all to know about believers and our call, the call is for us to live wisely. It's for us to live wisely, and we can't walk around acting foolishly when we've been called to be wise. That scripture comes out of Romans chapter 16 and 19. And there's a couple of other that can be referenced when you read Romans 16 and 19. We are called by faith, and we are called to abound in faith. We are called to take up the shield of faith, and we are called for the purpose of faith, to pursue faith. And we can find those um, scriptures, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, 2 Corinthians 8 and 7, 
And First Timothy 6 and 12, and if we're talking about faith, we are called to walk by faith. The next thing that we're called to do is we are to be the ones that teach others the truth of God. That's coming out of Matthew 28 and 20. We are to tell the truth. We are not uh, supposed to walk around lying to people, deceiving people. We are the ones that are been chosen. We've been called to tell the truth. The next thing is to serve one another in love and to minister to each other. And we at Word of Life, we do that. We love on each other, and we have to minister to each other. We pray for each other. And that scripture comes out of Galatians 5 and 13. We are to exalt one another daily. It says that we are to exalt each other daily, not sometimes, not every now and then. Every day we are to exalt someone. And that's coming from the book of Hebrews, chapter 3 and 13. And then this one is so dear to my heart. As Elder Hopkins said earlier about the stewardship lesson, we are to give and give and not do it grudgingly or of necessity. But we should be cheerful givers. That's Second Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 7. And last, we are to be merciful. God is, gives us mercy. He grants us mercy and, and, and grace every day. And so we are supposed to extend that same mercy to others that God has given to us. You can find it in the book of Luke, chapter 6 and verse 6. Amen. So those are all my scriptures. And these are the things that we have been called to do as believers of Christ. All we all, like I said before, we all have a um, vocational calling upon our lives. And even if you've been ordained or ordained in the ministry, I need to let you all know that this calling requires a total completion. It means that we can't start and then stop. We have to complete it until the end. We can't quit when we get tired. It doesn't mean, you know, that you do it. It doesn't mean that you don't do it until the end. We have to do it until the end, until we go on to be on to glory. We're, once we are ordained and we've been called, that's our assignment, so we have to do it and well-doing. God has told us that he, he is the one that will and can protect the things that concern us, each and every one of us. So say to yourself, make it personal. God will protect, God will perfect that thing which concerns Elder Brown, say it to yourself and call your name. Call your name. He will perfect that thing that concerneth Elder Brown and the rest of us. We see in the book of Genesis, in the book of Exodus, we see the children of Israel. They had a calling. They had a calling. 
But because of their disobedience to God, they will wander around in the desert for 40 years, just going around and around in circles, all because they would not be obedient to what God had assigned for them to do. And not only did they, were they not obedient, but they didn't trust God. They had a very disobedient nature. And in fact, they aborted the call on their life that had been given to them. By the, the call, had been, they had been given instructions by Moses that they were going to be uh, led to the promised land. But because of that disobedience to God and they wanted to just keep doing things the way that they wanted to do, they wanted to keep serving other gods, they wanted to just keep partying, they did all the things that was unrighteous. And so if we just take a second and think about our life, just imagine you get on 285. Everybody knows 285 in Atlanta. Just imagine you jump on that 285 and you decide you want to drive it. And uh, because of your frustrations, you just get on 285 and you just keep going around and going around. Because unless you get off on 285, you're going to go come right back to where you started. So you're going to get on 285. Let's say you get on it at the airport. You're going north. You're going to keep going all the way around 285 until you come back north again. And just imagine, just on 285 for 40 days and 40 nights. I'm not even talking about years. They were, they were out there in the desert for years. But just imagine being on 285 for 40 days and 40 nights. Just go Somebody would probably think that you've lost your everlasting mind. And that's exactly what these, these people in Israel did. They just kept wandering around in the desert for 40 years and 40 nights because of their disobedience. But one thing I would like to share with you all tonight is that during these times when it's difficult and when there are times of hardships, a lot of times we get very, very frustrated. And we do. We want to board our time next, and that's exactly what the children of Israel did. They aborted their assignment. But I have a a poem, and this poem is very, very familiar to most of you all. It's the great late poet Edgar Abergess. He was a British-born American poet. He became known as a people poet. His poems often had an inspiration and an optimistic view of everyday life. And that's what we need. So he tells us, he says, when the road you're traveling is trudging and seems all uphill, and when the funds are low, the debts are high, and you want to smile, but you have to sigh. When the cares of life is Pressing you down, he tells us to rest if you must, but please don't quit. This is a poem I had to um, say to my my sons growing up in high school. I used to have to tell them just rest, but don't quit. And when we are trudging, trudging can be either walking slowly 
with heavy steps, and it's because of our exhaustion. And sometimes in the ministry or when we have been called, we do get exhausted. We, we are called even as parents, and sometimes our children exhaust us. But remember, God is working it all out. He is working it all out. He's working out the calling on our lives, regardless of what it is. He's not, he not only has a plan for our life, but his plan is perfect. If we would only trust him with our lives, because he holds our lives in the palm of his hand. He has the whole world in his hand. God will move heaven and earth to accomplish his good will. He has granted us a helper. And that excites me to know that we've been granted a helper because we know as humans we can't do it by ourselves. He's granted us a helper that will cause all things to work out for our good and to make all things possible. He will make the doubt, the fear, the discouragement, the heartbreak, the disappointments that we have to endure daily. He'll make them disappear. Oh, it is so awesome and so wonderful to know that we have many helpers holding and working on our behalf. We have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, which have granted us access to the kingdom. We have been given the keys. We've been given the keys to the kingdom. The keys to the kingdom is God's grace, mercy, and then we definitely don't want to forget about the blood of Jesus. The blood still has its power, and it keeps us covered day to day. That's all we need, y'all. That's all we need to be able to make it and to be true to our calling. We are in a great position to be able to live and to walk our calling out. We're in a, a, a wonderful position because we've been given the keys to the king, kingdom. Whatever God blesses us with, we should be sharing it with the world. Some of us are even given spiritual gifts that are extraordinary abilities that have. Some of us have extraordinary abilities that only in the spirit realm you can attain these gifts. No, that's the only way you can get these gifts in the spiritual realm. And it's for the purpose of building up the church, the body of Christ. And some of these spiritual gifts are divine wisdom, that extraordinary faith. And I would like to look in that uh, category. Just, you know, think about these as I go down. Which ones are best suited for you? Some some of you all have uh, special teaching gifts. Some of you all have the supernatural abilities to help others. And some have the gift of exhortation. Some have the gift to give with liberty and the divine power to show mercy. And that's a blessing. All of us don't have those same gifts. All of us do not have them. God has given us all gifts. He's given each and every one of us a gift. We all are, we all have callings. It's not in 
just in the confinement of the four walls of the church, churches, but also on the outside, he said, go. He told us to go to the end of the world. There has been much discussion about the do's and don'ts of the ministry. We have been called the do's and the don'ts. Something that is, if you've got a great title, we've had discussions about whether women and men should be in the blue pit. God do not care about all that. All he wants us to do is fulfill the calling that he has placed upon our life. And me, I feel personally that greatness is in the ministry. It comes from humility. So if we're going to have greatness in the ministry, we're going to have greatness in word of life, it's going to have to come from the, the humility of our, each and every one of us and our dependency on God to know that God is the one that takes care of us. He works it out. And we have to trust him. And there is greatness in serving the Lord. That's a but. But it takes a certain attitude. You must have a certain attitude. That's why he tells us to renew our minds every day. That attitude we must take on to be able to serve the Lord. It's got to be passion. We must be on fire for the Lord. Even when we get tired, we still have to be on fire. We got to be out there talking and telling the people how good and how great the Lord is. We got to bring people to God. The call on our life, it starts when we take the steps and we decide that we want to move for the Lord. It starts when we are moving in our life and doing what it is that God has assigned for us to do. And when this happens, the oil, it begins to flow. The oil is nothing but that anointing that God has given to us, has placed over our life. It'll take care of every need that we have. And I personally know this is true. When we take on the assignment and just keep doing what it is that God tells us to do, the anointing starts to flow, and that is the oil. That oil is just flowing all over us. That we won't have lack in our lives for anything. So if there's lack in your life, there's probably a couple of reasons why. It's probably because you're either disobedient to God, you don't have faith that he's able to do what he says he's going to do, or you are not planting your seeds. You're not sowing seeds. You're not uh, paying your tithes and your offerings. You're not being a giver. God is so powerful. He is more powerful than anything on this earth and all over the earth. And when you see it with all your heart, heart the all flow, and it will flow all over you and all of your desires. All your desires can be met and will be met. Sometimes we have to be patient, have to wait a minute, but our desires will be met. So tonight I say, make him the shepherd of your life, and you will not lack anything. 
God is preparing you for the amazing call on your life that he has placed. He tells us in the book of John 10 and 10 that the devil, he's a thief, and all he comes to do is to steal, kill, and destroy. But if you will commit your life to God, he is committed to destroying the plans and the destiny. This is what Satan is doing. He is committed to destroying the plan and destiny for your life. But devil, but God is committed to destroying the plans and the destiny that Satan has for your life. He will destroy The devil don't want you to embrace your, your calling. He don't want you to embrace the plans God has for you. The enemy plan is to prevent you from coming fully into your calling. And you must, and you have to, you must do what you have to do, and that is just stay on this great walk. If you've been called, just stay on the walk. It is the greatest weapon you have against him and the devil text. Stay on this walk. Keep one foot in front of the other and keep walking. Walk it out. Walk your calling out. And when you are in your calling, the, the anointing is all over your life. The anointing of God is the oil. I thank each and every one of you all tonight, and I pray that everyone heard something that, that they can use in their life the rest of this week. Amen, and God bless you all. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in to today's message. We hope that this service blessed your life. Please come back and join us again next time. Have a great day. God bless.